Welcome to Tall Tales, your home for amazing dog stories. Whether you have a dog, want a dog, or want to get rid of your dog, sit back and relax. I said, sit. Good boy. You're in for a T-R-E-A-T that could have you howling, growling, whimpering, and maybe even peeing on the carpet. Oh, shit. At the very least, your tail will be wagging. Hello there, and welcome. This is the big premiere. This is my first podcast. So I don't know if anybody will ever listen to this, or who knows? Maybe millions will listen to this. I hope so. That's for sure. But I wanted to start a podcast about dogs and specifically stories about dogs. If you are watching this at some point, I would take it that you are a dog lover. I certainly grew up with dogs my entire life and continue to have them. Throughout those years, I probably had maybe five or six different dogs. Right now we have four dogs. Yes, pretty crazy. But throughout those years, each dog has been so special, and I'm sure you can attest to it also if you have a dog. And they leave you with such great memories. Some make you laugh hysterically. Others make you cry hysterically. But at the end of the story, you feel good. You're happy. It's changed your life. So my thought was, what this podcast is that I could accumulate a large bundle of incredible dog stories from anyone who would like to share it. And I can collect those and then we can present those to other people. And as I said earlier, it can make such a change. You know, if you're driving to work, if you're on a treadmill, if you're going for a walk with your dog and maybe listening to different stories, um, maybe again, it could put a smile on your face or maybe a, a tear down your eye. So that's the gist of it. And again, this is the premiere, the very first episode. And so to kick things off, I thought I would start with myself. I would share a story with you. This story, this probably happened, what are we, in 2020? And what a time to start this podcast now. Right now, it is June 7, 2020. Chaos has ensued. There are riots in the street in every city, in every town across this country, it seems like. There's a pandemic going on. I mean, you turn on the news now, you really can't get away from it. And it seems like the world is deteriorating before our eyes. So maybe this is the perfect opportunity to start a podcast such as this, where we are trying to collect stories that will make people feel good. Hopefully, if, if you're in the middle of any of this crisis, this, this may help you, give you maybe five minutes of relief or therapy even. So uh, getting back to myself, our story, this probably occurred, uh, so we're in 2020, probably about eight, nine years ago. We have a daughter, Caitlin, and uh, she was a typical little girl growing up. As she got a little older, though, into those toddler years, we found that she was very quiet. I mean, extremely quiet to the point where she did not mutter a word to anyone outside of her immediate family. 
That even includes your grandmother, her cousins, even people outside of her immediate family. She would not talk. She would not converse at all. And so, you know, she's a toddler, three, four years old. So we're not really concerned. Maybe she's just shy and she'll grow out of it eventually, as all kids do. When I was a kid, I was very shy and I still am, but I talked to some people at least. So this continued and she started preschool when she was probably, what was she, about four? Maybe that was pre-K. I think four though. She's young for age. She's young for school age. So she started going to preschool and it started to exacerbate, started to get even more so. You know, in preschool, they're trying to teach them, uh, they'd have little cards and they try to get kids recognizing words and sounds and they go around the classroom and she would not say a word to anyone. And she'd be in there maybe six hours from the morning and I would pick her up in the afternoon. And after a couple months, the teacher started to say, is she talking at home? She didn't say a word. She hasn't said a word all year. This continued. So at this point, you know, we're starting to get worried. Maybe something is going on. Maybe something we're doing at home or, you know, all these thoughts are just running through your head at this point. What could be the problem? So this continues. And toward the latter part of that year when she's in preschool, the teacher, this teacher was amazing. She even came forward and said, why don't we meet outside of school? And maybe, you know, she'll be more comfortable in another setting. Maybe it's because of all the other kids and everything else going on. So why don't we meet at a different setting? And maybe that'll make her more comfortable. And then she'll start to, you know, lighten up and start to start to talk. So we ended up meeting at an ice cream parlor. I mean, is there a more comfortable setting for a little girl, for any little kid than an ice cream parlor? And it would be on a weekend. And again, this teacher was just amazing to, to go out of her way to do this. So we'd, we'd show up at the ice cream parlor. Her teacher would walk in, we'd sit down and have ice cream. Sometimes I'd bring one of my sons too, and nothing. Even with ice cream, I would converse, we'd communicate with the teacher, and, and then we'd kind of indirectly try to include her in the conversation. Nothing. She still wouldn't open up. So this continued all through preschool. She did not say one word the entire year. And uh, so at this point, I am starting to get really concerned. So started bringing her to assortment, a variety of different doctors, psychologists, neurologists, or general practitioner, pediatricians, of course, the entire gamut. We went through everyone and there were a couple of diagnoses and they, uh, some of them wanted to put her on medications. And again, she's four or five years old. They want to start medicating her. And, you know, at this point, I'm pulling out what hair I have left at that point, just thinking, gosh, is this her normal? Is this how it's always going to be? Is she going to have to be on medications? Is something psychologically wrong? Well, again, all those thoughts are running through your head as a parent. So we tried different therapies with speech therapists. And maybe every now and then she'd say one word. I remember even taking her to the grocery store and, uh, you know, you go through the bakery, they have cookies. There's usually an attendant there, someone who works at the store and there's like three different cookies. So I thought, aha, I'll send her up there and the person working at the counter will ask her what type of cookie she wants and she will have to respond, you know, chocolate chip, sprinkles, sugar cookie, whatever it may be. So that may be a way to start her talking. 
nothing. That one failed too. She would point. She would point at the cookie. So then I struck out there also. Another great idea, down the tubes quickly. Same thing at restaurants. I thought maybe if I take her to a, you know, one of her favorite restaurants, then she'd have to order herself. Nothing. She would point at the menu or she'd put her head down. She'd hide her head. So I was just uh, at my wit's end, literally. And after that summer, she's going right into kindergarten, you know, the big time going to kindergarten at this point. The week before, we met with the teacher. We explained the situation, what had occurred in preschool, what's happening out in public outside of our immediate family. She's not talking to anyone. The teacher was, she was great also. She said she will do whatever she can to help out. Anything she can do, she'll stay after school with her. She'll go, come in early before school. So we we're trying all these different tactics and the same thing in kindergarten, nothing. And you know, at that point, other kids can start to catch on to say, why doesn't she say anything? And, you know, in kindergarten, like preschool, they want everyone to contribute. So the teacher goes around and asks everyone different color uh, questions. And sometimes, you know, she would just, Caitlin would hide her head again, would not talk to any of the kids. At lunchtime, she wouldn't talk to anyone. She'd keep, if someone asked her a question, she'd put her head down. And this kept going on and on for a couple months. You know, we had had a dog when she was about two or three. And uh, her name was Belle, an old black lab, beautiful dog. But unfortunately, Belle passed away. I think Caitlin was probably around three years old at that time. But even uh, in those early years, she had such an attachment to Belle. She would always sleep on her. Belle had a great temperament. So she let her do basically whatever she wanted to do. She'd brush her hair and paint her toenails and sit on her. She'd even drink out of her water bowl. So she always, uh, even at an early age, you could see there was a magic there that she had this response, this relationship with, with dogs. So again, she's, she's in kindergarten. It's been like three months, not a peep. So one weekend, just out of the, you know, we, we had been thinking about getting another dog. We went to the Humane Society. There were puppies there, puppies up for adoption. And we found the puppy. Actually, we found two. There was a litter and there was a brother and a sister. We picked them out and we adopted them. This was on a weekend. I, I think it was a Saturday, if I remember correctly. So she's about five years old now. So we adopt these two, two little puppies. They're probably 12 weeks old from the Humane Society. And she is ecstatic with these two little dogs. We named them Coco and Stinky. Very appropriately, I may add, Coco and Stinky. And so she just adores them. She is smothering them with love. So the weekend goes on. The dogs are a huge hit. She loves it. She's all excited. So Monday morning, she goes off to kindergarten. I go to work. I'm still in the back of my mind. I'm always thinking about this. What are we going to do? How are we going to get her out of this rut? So I go to work and I come home that late afternoon, early evening. And as I'm coming around the corner, going to our driveway, I see a car in the driveway I don't recognize. And I pull in further, and in the driveway is her teacher, her kindergarten teacher. And she's waving her arms. She has a huge smile on her face, pumping her fist. She's, she's very ecstatic, very excited. I had no idea what's going on. And so I get out of the car, and she runs up to me, and she said, she did it. 
she talked. She talked all day. She talked to me. She talked to the principal. She talked to other kids. I was speechless at that point. I didn't know what to say. And I just kind of looked at her with a blank expression. And she said, the dogs. She went on and on about her new puppies. She told us all about them. Again, all the kids, even the principal walked in. The principal knew what was going on throughout this too. So the, the principal could not believe it. And the teacher, of course, doing backflips at this point. She was so excited about it. So the dogs, the dogs, Coco and Stinky, brought it out of her, just opened her up. And that was it. Ever since that day where she went to school and she, she told everyone who, had a, who, who would listen about her new puppies, that did it. And ever since that day, she has been talking right along. Some days at this point, I wish she didn't talk as much, actually. No, just kidding. It's great to hear. But yeah, just another great story about the impact that dogs can have. Even a little girl who must have felt the world was upon her shoulders at that point, feeling all this pressure from home, because I'm sure she could feel our attention at school, the other kids, the teachers, the doctors. I mean, just the entirety. I mean, it's just amazing that she was able to withstand all that pressure and then finally break free from it all with the love of her new dogs, Coco and Stinky. So that's my story, kicking things off here for the first, the big premiere of this podcast. But uh, hope that that gives you a little smile or makes you think about your dogs or or again, if you have any stories, and I'll post at the bottom a link where you can email me or message me if you would like to share your story on the podcast. I would love to hear it, and I'm sure others, too, would love to hear it. But there you go, the power, the love of dogs. All right. Thanks so much if you're watching out there or listening. Hope to have another story really soon. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. Catch all the episodes on Apple or Spotify. If you're interested in sharing your dog story, go to talltalestory.com.